Hello, hello, oldies and newbies, a lot of new subscribers, so thank you for subscribing. And those of you who don't know who Mark is, he has his own channel, Popless Watchmen. I, all the links are Apocalypse. there. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that word. And he also has a cat channel, which I posted that link as well. <laughs> so any of you want to know who Mark is and what his videos are all about, they'll fascinate you as they fascinated me. And even before I knew that you had your own channel, I used to search it out you know like a lot of your fans downloaded the original videos and they kept they made their own channels surrounded around your videos and so like i used to watch all of them like it was mesmerizing to watch all of them and then luckily you came back on with your own channel but you had a lot of fans that used to download and archive your videos and they created the whole channels around you so that was just using cool. my content yeah but, I think people know, should make I think I think people should make their own content, you know what I mean? Well, they should, but you almost disappeared. So if it if they didn't do that. Well, I got shut down. They they banned me from certain yeah. platforms and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I just uh, you know, so what are you going to do when they do that? Well, people will just archive your videos and make you famous that I don't way. Know. <laughs> I I mean, I was just a normal guy going to work every day, living my life. Yeah. Which is what I like, you know, really. Yeah, but your videos are I, fascinating. To I watch. just like, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, anyway, so. <laughs> but you're the only yeah, guy I mean, that getting, I know that does like, you know, those kinds of There's other people that does. Uh, they, uh, I mean, I got some, I got a, uh, I'm getting behind in my editing. I literally have like 20 videos that I have to finish editing before I can upload them. I'm way behind in my well, you know how it is, right? Yeah. yeah join the club. Is that normal? Is that what, is that what it's like? Well, to to? Oh my gosh. Between all the editing and then posting. And then I, I also write articles. So I was really behind when we did that mm. last series of Genesis. And then I just took a whole weekend and I just started just to finish the articles, but it takes a long, long time to edit. Like even this video. Yeah. The last one we shot it at, um, Wednesday my time, but I didn't finish until today to post it because all these hours just to edit out stuff. So it takes me quite a bit of time to edit and then finally upload it. So I totally get it. This is his channel on BitChute, and I think you have it on <laughs> other what's the other channel? Uh, Odyssey, Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey, yeah. Yeah. So there's Even those last two, you know, see those last two videos? Yeah. They're kind of really part of the same one, and I just broke them up into two. But then there's even more to come from that same session, I you know. I can't like wait it, to uh, watch them, although I didn't agree governors. on them. But I love the other ones. I love the Barbie one and all those other ones. And now I discovered your cat channel. You know, they're not cute and cuddly cats. Cats are violent predators. That's just what they are. No, see, you can't don't promote this. People are not going to like it because the poor cute little animals. No, you won't. I I do have some cute ones, but most of my audience are men. Actually, this is uh, because it's kind of why because they're like cats and mouse and I mean the snakes and lizards. You have way too many snakes come into the house. What's what's no no no? The cats bring them in. The cats bring them. All these animals, the cats bring into the house. My gosh! Because they go outside. Cats are like little lions and tigers. They're violent predators. They're they're killing machines. Really. 
Well, because I, you know, I, I, I used, I didn't used to like cats, and I'm, I used to be allergic to them. And I, I actually used to hate cats, and then, uh, but then these, uh, these stray cats kind of showed up at the door. First one was about ten years ago, and we took them in and kind of became friends with them, you know. But then he started taking animals back to the house and torturing them, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy! Like I, I didn't even. I didn't even know they did it, but at first, well, at first we tried to help the animals, but they they were they were they're fatally injured right off the bat. Well, they're kind of wounded, you know. So we try to rescue like the different mice or rats or birds or whatever, snakes even. All these animals we, we originally tried to rescue them from the cats, but they would end up dying anyway, and the cats would just find them again. You know. Well, these so, cats are like outdoor sports hunter cats these are not like domesticated cute and well we didn't go buy them at a store they 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 came from the wild these cats would be dead if we didn't take them in and then well, the, the, i put one up a couple, i put one up a couple of days ago they're playing with a little baby lizard but the full-grown lizard gets to be eight feet long and they eat monkeys all right so if you think my cats are mean the <laughs> lizards are just as mean right and the birds eat all the all the prey eat other prey this is just nature. This is no, that's nature. All fine, but they're not like house cats. They're like mountain lions. And then and then YouTube tried to ban my video, these cat videos even. And so it's like well, I can what I did. No, I appealed it and I showed them videos of lions, lions eating pregnant zebras. <laughs> violent, violent and bloody. So it's like, hey, if you guys have these kind of videos on YouTube, I can have cat I can have a cat eating a mouse if you can have a lion a lion or a tiger eating a pregnant zebra i can have a cat eating a mouse it's the same thing so uh, i won the argument i won the appeal first time in my life i won an appeal <laughs> well you should celebrate because that's a youtube victory but, but it's a creative say, outlet i love i like making these videos it's a creative uh outlet for me it's very it's I very calming it's calming to me. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> like to, to make videos of uh, cats eating other animals. Well, these are your <laughs> cats eating animals. Well, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see the love posted in all of these. But I'm like, after like the hundredth snake one, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of snakes coming into your house. Well, that was one. I mean, not every... See, it's it's it could be the same snake. You know, I'll get... Sometimes they, they'll... They'll mess around with these animals for hours, and I'll get ten videos out of it because yeah. I don't, I don't want to make the videos too long, you know. So it's like one snake can can uh, you end up with ten different videos of the same snake. Well, there's no cute and cuddly on this channel. There That's are, there are. I do on the weekends. I put the cute and cuddly ones. There's no such thing. There's all. No, I have, I look, no, no, those are the short videos. You're looking at the shorts. Oh yeah, I put cute cuddly ones, but no, they don't get any views. Well, because they're not cute and cuddly. Oh, this one here, 38 views. That's an amazing video. A Which Perilous one? Journey. Oh, this one. Two, two cats <laughs> fighting in a tree. Yay. <laughs> well, I think it's amazing. That it's you're all, doing all two cats that. fighting in a tree is awesome. Well, it's a good thing you have that outlet. <laughs> well, I hope this is, uh, yeah, I hope. Um, well, I know there's you know, a lot of everybody. people. We're asking about this channel. So here you go. You have this. I just got a thousand subscribers too, by the way. Nice. So there's ad there's ads now. Perfect. They can watch I've, I've made four dollars. What's that? I made four dollars four dollars. Four dollars. In, ad, in wow. ad revenue. 
I've been doing That's it a year awesome. and I've, I've made a total of $4 from the cat. What channel. are you going to do with that $4? <laughs> it's a feast. Eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Exodus 5. Uh, are you awake enough to read or do you want Barely. Me? I'll try. Exodus 5. Bricks without straw. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. You know, I got to say, I must admit, this is kind of embarrassing. This is like 20 years ago. I had this girlfriend and uh, she was kind of a a kind of a Christian or something, you know, so I'd go to church and stuff. But we went to go see uh, Val Kilmer played Moses in some kind of like, oh, yeah. it was like a show, like a Broadway mm -hmm. show, but it was in yeah. Los Angeles. And it was just weird. And I just like, I didn't even really know the story back then at this time. It was maybe even 25 years ago, but it was, uh, and it was hard to hear what they were saying. The acoustics were not that good, but I just remember Val Kilmer like, let my people go. <laughs> 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 I just remember that right now. So. That's yeah. funny. Well, it's funny that you mentioned there's a story behind Val Kilmer, but I'll tell you that some other day. Well, I know a few things about Val. Isn't Val a female name? I don't know, but he, he's I I like him though. He does. He has his own. Um, he's in Maverick. He's in the uh, those Top Gun movies. Yeah, but these days he's much older. It looks completely different than his younger acting days. Doing mm. a lot of uh, work with artists now. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so he has his own website where he does collections with other artists and creates a lot of art. So he's truly an artist at heart. He says he never really liked good. acting or that he uh, he looks like a famous actor, but in his heart, he never really thought of himself that way or something like that. But anyway. Yeah, so I have this. I have to get rid of the Val Kilmer as Moses. Image. And a lot of actors have played Moses. You know, they, they still haven't yeah. really made a good movie about this, I think, in my opinion. But uh, Well, you, you could know. be the next one. Wasn't the Charles Heston movie that's like the famous one? The Ten Commandments? Yeah, yeah. That was maybe that's maybe some of those older ones are okay. There was one that was pretty good about Jesus uh, made in like 1977. It had this kind of. Uh, mysterious looking dude playing jesus um, i forget his name but there's been a few very few but a few good bible movies but not that many not that many well, most of them are kind of horrible a modern version of this because those are pretty the batman guy the what's his name christian bale tried yeah you know, he did one a few uh, years ago but that was kind of not that good either you know yeah um, they need somebody really i actually think russell crowe is a great actor for these kinds of roles but he switched yeah. sides he wants to play for the enemy i guess but he he actually would oh, do, all do great he did yeah. the Gladiator movie like he loves those period kind of movies well um, i think the problem is the financing you know it's like the uh the satanic in, uh yeah they only fund filmmakers get yeah. have more money it seems like <laughs> you know <laughs> it's well, hard to raise money even though look at look at the success of that mel gibson movie you think that people would just be running out to make more bible movies after that but they don't really you know i know that's been the problem they don't fund the christian movies even I, though I that wasn't to yeah do my own first one but i'm gonna run into the same problem. that's right yeah i mean yeah you said i have to read that uh yeah still. 
So I, I was thinking you could play Boaz if you wanted. Boaz, that's what you know, Boaz do. be an actor. Yeah, maybe it's up to us, people like us. We got to make the movies ourselves. Yeah. Uh, people start write the script, get the finance. The main thing is the money. You know, you got to get the the financing. And well, I'm working on that. Speaking of Val Kilmer, I did through the artist website. I did submit to get it. If he accepts me as an artist then he may be the one to fund it or help get it funded. Well, he played Moses. Yeah, he can definitely play. <laughs> I actually want him to play in this uh, the script. Of well, he's a big name. You kind of have it in a movie. You got to have that that name, the, the star, you know, you well, got to have a star. It. He's older. Maybe he's ready for one big different movie. He doesn't need it, so maybe... An independent movie. Yeah, get someone who's maybe not as popular as they yeah. used to be as uh, in an independent movie. For artistic credibility, they'll do it. He actually would be perfect for Boaz, because the Boaz character is older, you know, not like uh, Ruth is supposed to be young and beautiful. Boaz is older, middle-aged. or And mm. then I think he actually would be perfect for that character. If Val ever sees this podcast, maybe... Who knows? So we'll put it out there. But back All to right. All right. so Moses and Aaron. So verse two. <laughs> yeah. Verse two. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor nor will I let Israel go. Well, he's gonna know the Lord, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. that's one of the things. He doesn't all right. So they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Let us go. We pray you three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Ah, little pestilence, <laughs> little pandemic. The pandemic might come. So that's a very early <laughs> version, right? They should have called it, what should they call it? They should have had a name like they do in today's, everything gets a name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Name, they probably, maybe 19? they did. Yeah, they did a different type. They had the frogs. Well, we'll we'll see what they are. Um, all right. So the, but the king of Egypt said to them, "Why do you, Moses and Aaron, take the people from their work? Get back to your labor." Pharaoh said, "Look, the people of the land are now are numerous, and you make them rest from their labor." All right. So their slaves are supposed to be working. Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, you shall no more give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. However, the quota of the bricks, which they were making previously, you shall lay upon them. You shall not diminish any of it for they are idle. Therefore they cry out saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let there be more work laid upon the men so that they may labor therein and let them not regard deceptive words wow hmm. kind of mean super mean so i'm thinking all those brick buildings are in egypt were probably that are still there from that era or all slave bricks that they were using yeah yeah the yeah slave labor and also um, and the shepherds as well like we're very um it was kind of a low social status if you were a shepherd probably even a farmer or something or a someone uh, working you know these laborers like this um yeah it's amazing uh i still haven't been to egypt i'd like to go sometime especially there's so much biblical history there it would be awesome to mm. see that whole region from egypt yeah. to Israel and jordan and all that way up someday yeah, 
or the taskmaster, the taskmasters of the people and their officers went out and they spoke to the people saying, thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go get straw where you can find it, yet nothing of your work shall be diminished. So the people scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters pushed them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily tasks, just as when there was straw. The officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters have had set over them, were beaten and were asked and demanded, Why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick, both yesterday and today as previously? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh, saying, Why do you deal this way with your servants? There was no straw being given to your servants, and they say to us, Make brick. And indeed, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But he said, You are slackers, slackers. <laughs> therefore you say, Let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. Go there, therefore, now and, and work. For there shall no straw be given to you, yet shall you deliver the quota of bricks. Wow, so they're kind of, it's almost like they're not able to make the bricks because they don't have the straw, and then they're getting punished for not making the bricks, and then they think that they're just making an excuse to go off into the wilderness to sacrifice to their God because they're, they're slackers, right? They don't yeah, really, uh, he set them up, right? There was no win yeah. there, but I think that was his point to kind of turn it up a notch and make them work even harder without like lowering the quota. Which he knew they weren't going to be able to to do that. Trying to kind of work them to death as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like something had to give at some point. They were pushing them too hard. The officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble after it was said, you shall not diminish anything from your bricks of your daily task. Then they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said to them, may the Lord look on you and judge, because you have made our scent stink in the estimation of Pharaoh and in the estimation of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. Then they met, who's they, who, who's talking here? I got to get the pronouns straight um, here. <laughs> um, um, then they, they met Moses, the officers. the officers of the children of Israel. Okay. So uh, that they weren't Israelites. Okay. Yeah. Then they met Moses. Okay. And they came forth for Aaron. They said to them, may the Lord look. Ah, the Israelites are a little bit upset with Moses and Aaron. It seems like, huh? You guys yeah. caused this. You guys talked to Pharaoh, and now look what he's doing. He's punishing us even more. Yeah, because they yeah, uh, yeah. they don't understand right now that they're yeah. delivered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Israelites are starting to complain already. You know, but this kind of should give us a clue what's going to happen uh, in the future. It almost so reminds me of the, uh, the the suffocation devices, you know. <laughs> Well, no. You know, all the all the rules that. they put on <laughs> us, slaves. You know, put the put the suffocation device on your face. You know, <laughs> put these things up your nose. All this stuff. It's kind of like this. They're pushing us too too hard. You know. Yes, but guess what happens though? As soon as people start to speak up to help them, the people are going to come against rescuers. So that's what's going on here. They're not happy with Moses and Aaron because they're they're trying to help them. Modern day people aren't going to change. They're going to do the same thing. Right now, it looks like there's a ease in the storm, but I think the storm is going to come right back up. With it may actually be a storm, a storm with flames of fire. Yeah, <laughs> an artificially created storm, a, sign, a false sign and wonder. Right, the Antichrist has false signs and wonders, and we're going to read about real signs and wonders, real miracles from God. And that's what that. Yeah, we're going to see this in a minute here. So. Um, 
All right, so 22, Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you caused trouble for this people? Why is it that you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, man, what's going on? Things are getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a legitimate concern and a question to God, no? Because he yeah. probably well, wasn't told it's going to take yeah. 10 times to get him out. Yeah, I mean, Moses goes, he goes and talks to Pharaoh, and then things get worse. He's thinking yeah. it's going to happen real quickly. And, and, um, and that, yeah, it is how it works sometimes, right? There's this tyranny, and then you kind of resist it and speak out against it, and then things get even worse, and then all the yeah. other people get angry at you for speaking out. Just be a good, obedient slave. It'll Everything will be <laughs> fine it's hard to know what to do yeah well the good thing what moses had was most of us don't know is that he had direct conversations with god exactly to yeah. him to go do this yeah. so i mean at that point you just have to trust it but a lot of us yeah. we don't really know you know who's really directing anything yeah yeah and it's also cool how moses kind of speaks to god pretty honestly like yeah when he doubts when he's not sure what's going on he'll say hey why why are you doing this <laughs> you know uh well so that's, anyways. that's what makes it interesting anyhow otherwise what's the point god could have done it all by himself he didn't even need moses at all but yeah. he uses people to demonstrate. And also you know think about god has you know god is working with moses in a similar way that he's working with pharaoh but slightly different as well where Pharaoh seems to be kind of almost like a puppet of God. God yeah. hardens his heart. Right. You know, and, uh, and we're going to see that more. It's kind of a different way of looking at it than than what most people would say. But um, whereas Moses seems to have a bit more free will, like he's supposed to obey, but he's not really um, being programmed to obey. Well, it's kind of like God is playing chess with himself. So he's got Pharaoh's and, you know, all his stuff on this board. And then he has Moses and all his people on this board. So he's just kind of manipulating the pieces. Yeah. yeah, but Moses has, you know, he's he's working with Moses, and Moses is is responding in faith, just like Abraham yeah. responded in faith. But but Pharaoh almost doesn't have a choice as to how he reacts to this. Well, like you said, it's about faith. So one, he's raising the faith through Moses to his people. That's I think that's the whole point, is to raise yeah. that level of faith where Moses I don't think he knew anything like that until now that he's challenged with it while Pharaoh I think he already God is only doing what he would have done anyway but he's making sure that you know he does it at the right time at the right place Pharaoh he's the one who wanted uh, that's his free will to say no more straw right that's his free will to say crank it up make it harder for them that's not mm. God really well, it depends. Yeah, it depends on did did when did God start to harden his heart? Yeah, maybe that's maybe that that was his his idea. So his heart was, you know, he's not he wasn't he didn't start out as a good guy, right? No, um, he's he has no faith in God. He doesn't know who God is. Yeah, and so he's already kind of uh, leaning that way. He's already a, a tyrant. I think if he oppressing. left open, even though he hardened his heart. He had 10 chances to believe God, even though I think later on he does acknowledge it, like you're God and all this stuff. But he always had that chance to believe himself, but he never wanted to. Like he always chose his kingdom, his gods over 
the real God. So I think that's why God is still continuing on with his story too at the same time. All right, let's do Exodus 6 here. Uh, Then the Lord said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. Then God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. And I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and uh, by the name of the of God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord, which is uh, Yah- Yahweh, Yahweh, I was not known to them. Yeah, so that's... Um, even though we do see the name Yahweh in Genesis, he's talking here, but notice he said... Um, Abraham, I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. Yeah. So it's possible. Um, yeah. So, you know, he didn't use the name Yahweh when he was talking to those three guys and the Israelites. You know? Right. So, but before that, he did. Maybe it's possible that before that, to the, you know, Adam and Eve and those people before in the early parts of Genesis, maybe he was known by Yahweh, but not by Abraham. After that, between Abraham and Moses, it's possible he didn't well, use that name. Moses or was it from the beginning? Who asked him his name specifically? He asked him, What should I call you? Where everyone else yeah. already know maybe they weren't using name. Maybe it was just some like the Lord, you know, like a general name. Yeah, there's different names. Um, in fact, God Almighty is, uh, let's see. El Shaddai, that's in yeah. Hebrew, God Almighty, El Shaddai. Yes, and, and people will associate the different names of God with his different aspects or different characteristics. Like now the God of Yahweh is the warrior God, you know, I don't know. Actually, it says right here that it was not known to them. Moses was the first one. Well, you no, know, he said, by, go, go up a little bit. He says, um, I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob by the oh, name God. El Shaddai. But by my name, Yahweh, I was not known to them. He's talking about these three guys, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, the entire but, Israelites. Um, yeah, yeah, but but maybe before Abraham, maybe he was known by people as Yahweh as well. Because the word Yahweh does appear in Genesis a lot. Or did Moses write Genesis and he's just using the name Yahweh because he knows it as he's writing, but the people back then didn't know the name. You know, there's a lot of debate about that. People make a big, I don't think it's that big a deal, but people like like to make a big deal out of everything well, the way i interpret it is just that moses was the first guy to ask him and that's who he revealed his name to regardless the word the, the word yahweh is in the bible in genesis so how, well, that, how would that, you... that could be but he's saying himself that i was not known to them yeah so and it's so yeah so these slaves in in egypt the israelites they don't know the name Yahweh, and it's been a while. It's been four hundred years. And- yeah, they, they've kind of uh, they've kind of forgotten about Yahweh. They they probably know they're Israelites, they're Hebrew, they're different than the Egyptians. They're slaves, or they're a group of people. They probably know some things that have been passed down through the generations. Well, it's kind of like today we know something that's there in the Bible, mm. but really we're so far removed from even knowing yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, they're a bit, and and God wasn't really interacting with them for a few hundred years directly. I have also established my covenant with them. See, they probably, you know, they may not, they may have forgotten about this covenant, the promises to Abraham. Oh, I'm sure they have. I have also established. Enslaved for 400 years, and then they go through all the hardship that they went through. And whatever the Pharaoh commanded them, that's how it was. So I'm sure they had forgotten any promise. 
Pharaoh is kind of their God right now, yeah. right? He's the ruler. And um, it seems like God's promises, it was uh, Genesis 15, you know, when God gave these promises to Abraham about your descendants and all these things, it doesn't seem to be happening. No. They're slaves. It's the exact opposite. They have a lot of descendants. There's a lot of people, but they're slaves. What about this yeah. promised land? What about these promises? It's not happening. It's now cool. it is. They went through killing a firstborn male. So they already went through a lot before Moses even shows up here. And I'm sure yeah. that in their mind, you know, like a lot of people, when they go through that kind of hardship, they either get closer to God or they forget about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I've, I've also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage where they sojourned. I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Okay. So he's back. <laughs> Yahweh's back. Yeah, 400 years <laughs> yeah. All right, so therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of Egyptians, or could we also say the Romans, the Roman Empire, or the uh, American Empire, right? All of the above, there yeah. must be a general term for them. Yeah. And remember, there is an Egyptian obelisk in front of the White House, as I keep saying. <laughs> Well, maybe <laughs> the Egyptian godlike Antichrist will appear. But it reminds um, me of what you said. Uh, I'll be back with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out in the Judgment Terminator Day movie. Huh? Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yeah, Judgment Day. There they're, you go. they're trying to stop the judgment. Yeah. All right. So um, Terminator is a demon. Um, yeah. And burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you. Now, what verse is that? Verse 6, I will redeem you, deliver you. There's different translations of that word. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. Well, that's interesting, or great acts of judgment. So these, these uh, signs and wonders are judgments. Yeah. And that's similar to, in fact, the, uh, I don't want to get into this too deeply right now, but in Revelation, um, there's those those trumpets, you know. Yeah, seven trumpets. trumpets. Yeah. yeah, I think this is actually mirroring the same philosophy in Revelation, that he's going to stretch out his arm with great judgments. And all the, all of the plagues kind of look different, but it's the same thing that's happening yeah. And in fact, this this paragraph right here, these these three verses, verses uh, six, seven, and eight, they're kind of the whole the whole uh, message of Exodus, and maybe uh, for humanity, really. You know, I am the Lord. I will bring you out of, from under the the, bo the bondage. I will basically uh, set you free. And uh, verse seven, I will take I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Yes, it's like I, and there's other verses all over the place. It says, I will be your God and you will be my people. My people, yeah. Like that's what he wants. That's that's the whole thing, what he's trying to do here. And he's going to be, he actually has to deliver us to be. He does it. Yeah. yeah we don't do it ourselves. Right. Well, yeah, these people are think that, you know, it's normal life, uh, you know like birth to death but they don't really know that they're actually slaves like we're all in bondage right now and it's only because god has redeemed us that we're able to go into his kingdom but we're exactly like although we may not look like those slaves 
But we are exactly in the same situation as they were. We're slaves to sin. Yeah, and in yeah. the general, you know, the kingdom that we live in, it's we're under bondage. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In fact, they uh, talk about God ransoms us. It's a it's a type of ransom uh, from from the bondage of uh, sin. Um, you know, like kittens uh, um, when you pick them up when they're younger by their neck, you, you like you pick them up. And then they become very docile mm. and like that's how they bond with their mother and whoever mm. picks them up. So I always see God's hand like reaching out to his people and then just picking them out of the bondage stuff that we're in. Like they don't know yeah. it's normal life, but you don't really know that, you know, you're, you're in a trap. Yeah. And then the last one, I will bring you into the land, which I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for a heritage. I am the Lord. See, he made those promises. God's going, we have faith that God will keep his promises. Yeah. And this will be, this is kind of expanded into the new heavens and new earth in the future. Yeah. Right? That's the real promised land is the uh, the very last couple chapters of Revelation, that the new, the new earth, the renewed, the new creation. And then the whole world will be a temple. No third temple. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not gonna happen and unless, I, you know unless it's a fake one like someone could just build a temple anytime they want but it's well, not they're really, yeah you know. it's not a temple they're just building a building they have plans yeah. out yeah. they you know all the ritual stuff but god isn't going to reside there the idea of a temple is that god is actually there if he's not yeah. there then it's just a building so he did that yeah. the first tabernacle first temple with the israelites and then Jesus came and we're like the second temple. So after us, you know, whatever they erect, God is not in it. So who cares what they build? Yeah, yeah. The whole world, because in, in the new heavens, new earth. Um, That's the third we'll temple. Be in the present, wherever you're in presence with God is a temple. So we'll be in direct presence with God yeah. in the in the in the new creation. There'll be no barriers. Well, it'll be like the Garden of Eden. So Garden of Eden was also a temple. There are verses in the prophetic literature that Make it seem like there's going to be a third temple and they're going to be offering sacrifices and the Gentiles will be coming. And people think that's talking about the future millennial age, but it's actually highly symbolic literature. Any kind of prophetic literature, very symbolic, and it's usually fulfilled in a greater way than what it appears to be upon first reading. Yeah, no I also think that temple really isn't God's temple. It's going to be Satan's temple that they're going to be building and he will reside in there. As his well, his, that's again, that's a that's a literal that's that's a that's a certain type of interpretation that a literal that's a literal interpretation of of uh, prophecy. Well, when we get there, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay. Nine. Nine. Moses spoke. Moses spoke so to the children of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses. Oh, imagine that! Mm -hmm. On account of their anguish of spirit. And for cruel bondage. Wow, that's a pretty cool. Uh, okay, ESV says because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. So, well, do you I blame them? Somebody. I mean, I'm sure many are no death right now. Well, we got to realize too. Like, it's easy for us to judge these Israelites who keep doing kind of stupid things, and but I would probably do the same thing myself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, because you know it was probably brutal for them. Right yeah, this. yeah. So um, I can see myself in these flawed human beings that are throughout the Old Testament and even in the New Testament as well. They just 
because in hindsight, like now we know the big picture, but they didn't know at the time. Right. And, and they're slaves to sin, so we always we always do the wrong thing, you know. Um, yeah. At least, at least uh, me. Maybe that. Maybe the people out there, the audience, they're all perfect. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, it's it's much easier to point your finger at other people than to look take a look at yourself, right? That's the last thing we want to do, but that's what we must do. Well, we're like fragile flowers that bloom for a certain period of time and then decay to death, and it's just really us trying to figure out who God is and get to Him. You know, that's kind of like what our life is all about anyway. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the children of Israel go out of his land. I mean, this is, I mean, imagine going in to talk to the Pharaoh, right? How yeah. uh, kind of scary that must be. You know, Moses spoke before the Lord saying, The children of Israel have not listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me as I am of uncircumcised lips? Then, okay. And the, What's he saying there? I think he's just, you know, he's just a, a bumbling idiot. <laughs> I'm just a normal guy. I'm not a good public speaker. I'm not a an eloquent speaker. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, you know, he doesn't know how to persuade. He Moses himself doesn't know what to say to Pharaoh. To uh, but God is, you know, God's going to tell him what to say. How so? He's so Moses is still thinking he's going to do it. Right? It's like yeah. Even what am I going to say to Pharaoh? God did tell uh, him right away that I will do your speaking for you. He's a prophet, yeah. He's a prophet, but he's he's learning how to do it. He's learning because yeah. he doesn't know. He didn't really know he was a prophet. And, and the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron and gave them a command for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. A command. All right. So, oh, and now we, a genealogy. You got to have the genealogy. <laughs> In the middle of a, some kind of story, there's always a genealogy, right? Yeah, so, fun uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this is important. This is like a historical record, and this would have been oh, sure. you know, valuable information for the original readers of this. So we can see that these are real people with a real history. That's well, the thing. is Biblical these genealogists. Are this is awesome stuff right here. Yeah, yeah. And, and how you many know, people and, make those nice little charts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you really dig down to, into these things, you can find some interesting connections. And but the whole point for us is that these are real people doing real things. There's a lot of people in the world, of course, they want to say the flood never happened. They want to say uh, Adam and Eve were not two literal people. They want to say Moses didn't really exist. So you're going to hear all kinds of theories about yeah, this stuff. Yeah, and just building on more and more population to tell us that these are real people. Yeah, yeah. So the Bible always claims that these are real people and these events really happened. And he's um, carrying the line that's going to eventually come to Jesus. That's going yeah, to be yeah, yeah. What we get out of this part here is that we're going to see that Moses and Aaron are Levites. Yeah. Um, so these are the heads of their father's houses, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanok, uh, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. These are the families of Reuben, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. Oh, no. <laughs> These are the families of Simeon. And as it's funny, they don't even say her name. You know, it's like some Canaanite woman. <laughs> Shaul. Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. Yeah, these, these are definitely. <laughs> that one guy. Yeah, the one guy is the son. <laughs> I had to point that out. Shaul. 
he's the son of a Canaanite woman. <laughs> well, lucky him. He must be like the saw version. Yeah, and then, then that's all you hear of him. And then these are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their generations, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. And the years of the life of Levi were 137 years. The sons of Gershon, Libni, Shimei, according to their families, the sons of Kohath, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. And the years of the life of Kohath were 133 years. The sons of He sounds Mary. Jordanian right here. Oh, really? Maybe. Who knows? Could be. Yeah, probably is. Um, Merari, Mal, Mali, and Mushi. These are the families of Levi according to their generations. Amram married his father's sister, his aunt. No, Amram. I don't know. That's his father. Anyway. And she <laughs> and she bore him Aaron and Moses. So there they are. Okay. So well, in the years Jochebed of the life of is, Okay. Now this is just carrying on the earlier um genealogy. So we do know that Joshabed was Aaron's and Moses' mother. So now we know who the husband was, uh, Amram. Okay. So Josephus is not a not. She's the oh okay, wait. Amram married Joseph as his father's so he married his aunt. Yeah. His father's sister is his are they talking about Amram? Yeah. So I he married, so. Amram married his aunt who bore a Aaron and Moses. Is that right? Um that's kind of what it looks like to me, but I don't know. And hmm. um and and the years of the life of Amram were one hundred and thirty seven years. They're still living pretty long, these people. Yeah, but it's gotten shorter. Uh, now well, it's, it's getting closer yeah. to what we starting to recognize. 137 yeah. years, not that long anymore. And it's still a little longer more, than us, yeah. but not too much longer. Yeah. The, the sons of Izhar, Korah, Nepheg, and Zikri. The sons of Uziel, Mishael, Elzapan, and Sithri. Aaron took to himself Elisheba, daughter of Amin Nadab, sister of Nashon, to wife, and she bore him Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, the sons of Korah, Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasaf. These are the families of the Korahites. Eleazar, Aaron's son, married one of the daughters of Putiel, and she bore him Phineas, who will come back up in the story later on. These are the heads of the fathers of the Levites, according to their families. Okay, so the whole thing is about the Levites. They they made a big deal about this Levite clan, yeah. and they don't even finish all the other 12 patriarchs. They just do the first couple. Well, I think uh, it's the because they're, they're the priestly line. Yeah, and also it's Aaron. It's really about Aaron and Moses. So, they, so yeah. now we've established these guys. Aaron and Moses come from... This family it kind of legitimizes uh, Aaron and Moses as as who are these people, you know, mm-hmm. um, and also yeah, and also the Levites. Uh, it was it was that Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, "Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt according to their armies." Oh, it's interesting. The word armies is right there, just like you were saying last time that God is creating armies know. and they're creating armies, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's turning these slaves into an army, which is kind of what Pharaoh was afraid of. Right. Anyway, interesting. They are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. It was that Moses and Aaron, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So on that day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord, speak to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, all that I say to you. However, Moses said before the Lord, listen, I am unskilled in speech, so how will Pharaoh listen to me? And remember, a lot of these things were, were read out loud. Yeah. People didn't read it so much. So it almost feels like a kind of uh, poetry or something, you know what I mean? Like a, sometimes you do come across poetry in the Bible, um, different types of literature. It almost seems like that was kind of inserted later on, maybe. I don't know. Which part? Um, the genealogy, the whole chapter, oh, the, the whole genealogy, yeah. you know, it's like, because there's this historical narrative of events happening in time, and then there's this little, uh, you know, genealogy break. It's kind that of they, done that even in the previous books, like all of a sudden there's a shift. Yeah, yeah, there may have been a list somewhere of the genealogies, and they, uh, I mean, they kind of combine, you yeah. know, they had to put it somewhere, I guess. Maybe Moses put it in there. But, or maybe um, there's a point to what lies there well there is yeah of course yeah there's a point i mean the main point probably just to tell us about aaron and moses and how they're connected to the yeah. to these, uh, their their ancestors and all that stuff this is the end of this yeah uh, thank right. you see you next Bye. time yeah